Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about how to talk to potential buyers. Just like yesterday's show, this topic was driven by uh, multiple questions in landinvestors.com and the questions that we get that go through our customer service, our centralized customer service. And houseacademy.com. For, for all of our shows. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Sorry. yeah, this is a house show. And we have a house, just so you know, on houseacademy.com, we have a free online community. So if you are interested and you have some more questions that we're you know not covering right now, pop them in there and someone will answer it A or B. We might just do it here on the show. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Natalie wrote, hello, I'm looking to get my first mailer done, but I'm confused about the equity planner spreadsheet. The red, yellow, green county tab is used with realtor.com county data. The column headings are different and when I copy and paste them in, anyone else had that issue? Well, explain what this is first mm -hmm, sure. and then and this it. was uh okay if you're really ultra interested in this topic and if you're interested in buying and selling real estate you should be go on to uh the site or the community and type this in because there are probably 10 answers uh, in house with other people yeah, yeah cool. exactly so red green yellow test is something that i came up with a lot of years ago when, when jill and i started buying houses many 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 years ago long before we started uh house academy you take the data and you don't take it from realtor.com Natalie, you take it from redfin.com, and that's where I think the columns are not uh, fitting in. What it does it, is it allows you, it's a tool that collects data that allows you to very intelligently look at each zip code in an environment, let's say Columbus, Ohio. Uh, take all the zip codes in Columbus, Ohio, if that's where you, you think is, a, uh, you're theor thinking theoretically is a great place to buy houses. Pit all those zip codes against each other and see which one's performing the best which zip code houses are selling in the fastest, which ones have uh, properties that are listed and sold uh, in a cycle very quickly through the zip code. So invariably, if you put 10 zip code, if you put, if you put 10 of your kids together, two of them are gonna shine, the other eight maybe not so much. And one of them's probably a serial killer. It's just like that with zip codes. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's not funny to you, is it? No, it's okay, it's all good. <laughs> The answer is, uh, if the headings aren't lining up, th th that's really concept number one. But, and because things change too, you know, we, Jill and I did the House, House uh, Academy education program last year, some stuff gets updated and we update it as it goes, but mm -hmm. can't catch everything. It's a good thing. All right, so then, so that's what you think. That, so um, the answer is, sorry, oops, it's Redfin that you wanna be using, because then it does line up perfectly yeah. and you could copy it in. Redfin's data is really spectacular. Good. Yeah. Today's it's free yeah for now and there's so many other components the way they allow you to download data it's actually pretty amazing mm -hmm. we have people incidentally that are that live in other countries that contact us Jill, Jill and I after they've been a member for a while and they say some version of you know in our country they don't let you look at anything we oh, don't have any yeah. idea who owns that who owns, property, and even in Canada, what they pay, not, not, there's no it's, real estate data, there's no assessor access. To, it's all public. It's private, not public information yeah. like it is here. It's very true. Well, us in Australia, are the only ones that, that I can think of mm -hmm. on top of my head. But yeah, so we're lucky. Very, very lucky. Today's topic, how to talk with potential buyers. This is why you're listening. Mm -hmm. 
So I want to put the House Academy hat on and really think about houses because it's a whole different uh, group of people who are your buyers. You might be selling to, like our first choice is wholesalers. My first choice is to buy a dumpy fallen down property, right? This is what we usually do with houses. Get it, buy it for a great price. And then who I'm selling it to is somebody who's in the business who's a flipper. They are already have six dumpsters in the area and they would love three more houses to roll into the mix because they're almost done with these two and they have the crew and everything's going. That's my, that's my perfect. But now and then, depending on you or depending on the condition of the property, gosh, it might be retail worthy. You might have sent out an offer on a house and you're just buying it so great and then you get it back and you're like, shucks, this house needs a cleanup and yard work and that's it. So now you're selling retail. It's a whole different thing. So those are the, the two buyers I want to kind of steer this towards. It's interesting. Houses are very interesting when you get that phone call. Uh, over the years, we've done many, many house transactions, uh, Jill and I, wholesale house transactions. And when you get that call back, they seem to fall in one of two categories. Number one, my house is so embarrassing from a physical standpoint that it would be great if you could just, yes, I'm going to sign your purchase agreement and uh, please come and get it. it. When in fact, it just becomes this personal thing for them. When in fact, we all know that people in our business, uh, especially the people when we buy it, who we're going to sell it to, either landlords or uh, renovators, like Jill said, they don't care. They're going to rip all the stuff out anyway. They're going to put a new roof on it anyway, probably. So there's that disconnect, and that's great. You know, and they're not in that business. Whoever they are, they don't care. They know they're selling it for less because it's that's the whole premise behind we buy ugly houses, which was you know I think was the original. That's going on for twenty or thirty years. That company, and we do the basically the same thing. Number two, the second type of callback that you get from a seller, which is my personal favorite, and really the vast majority of the, of the properties, that, the calls that we see from sellers, is this life circumstance. So their kids moved away, they don't need a big house any longer, um, I don't know, death in the family, there's all kinds of reasons why someone would want to liquidate any asset, not just a house. And those are particularly interesting for us because all we have to do is satisfy something that, that like that I need it's you sometimes there's a time constraint like I, I have to move back to Boston because I got a time a, a job mm -hmm. change or um, who knows there's always some kind of constraint and we're very very good at satisfying that and we're gonna talk more about that on Thursday because today we're talking about buyers we we actually got them a little bit out of buyers sync yeah so now we're talking about buyers oh. not sellers oh yeah I love where well, I'll just re-edit this and put no <laughs> I noticed when we wrote the topic, side note, I thought, well, I don't want me to do sellers first and buyers, but we did. So we're going to talk oh, about the buyers. Why. I don't know. But it's in there. It's I'm, I am not going to change the schedule. <laughs> if it's one thing I have learned, oh, you I, know I love you, Steven. Here's why. If it's one thing I've learned working with him, I do not comment on how they're written, you know scheduled, put down there. It, it is what it is. I'm doing that show. Here's the, really, the real reason. <laughs> I don't care about sellers. Oh, well, all right. Well, let's talk about the buyers. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about that more on Thursday. I just want to reiterate. Right. So talk about the buyers. Who, I don't I have anything to say. Oh, okay. Well, I described <laughs> our two. Okay. All right. Well, then then thank you. You can get some coffee or something. That's totally fine. Done. Done, done, and done. Okay. So back to the buyers. I kind of described who they are. How do we talk to them? And I did a... Um, so I did a show the other day 
to on uh, last week, I did a Facebook Live and I talked a little bit about this with land people. And so some of it ties in. So first of all, so you've got your wholesale buyers. How do I deal with them? You got to hit them with the property in three different ways. These guys are busy and run around like kooks. I have learned this. So you need to call them. You need to text them. You need to email them. I've got this property in the inventory. I know it's a perfect fit for you. We spoke three weeks ago. I saw your four dumpsters. I'm, you know, are you ready for some more? Here they, here they are, and and make it short and sweet and and be honest with them too and say, hey, by the way, like dating, you're not the only one I'm dating. <laughs> so, look, you are not the only person I'm sending this message to. Um, got it? If you're interested, let me know quickly. And if you want access, I've got a lockbox on it already. Let me know, I'll get you the code. That's how you talk to these guys, just just like that. Um, now the retail guy, do you wanna add anything or ask any questions about it? I don't it? have actually anything to add to this topic because you're so good at it, and okay. that's the truth. All right, thank you. Thanks My so job's kind of done when we bought it for half of what it's worth. Okay. And these guys too, they're not usually not gonna have a lot of questions. That's what I love about these, the wholesale flipper buyers, those transactions are my absolute favorite. The house is falling down, like you said. They don't care. They love it. The worst condition it is, the more excited they get. I don't know why. I like I like to go that there's, oh, good, I can do like a, a lipstick flip, you know what they call it. It doesn't need that much. This is going to be an easy one. They love the disasters, uh, and they think it's great. So, because I guess they have the crew. Just There's obviously something in there. You know, and actually, now I think about it, I've talked to these, really spent time a while back and interviewed and talked to um, a woman that we had done tra a transaction with. And I'm like, why are you, you know, using me? You're smart, you could do this. She's like, you know what, it's not my thing. She personally has a, gets a kick out of, you know, bringing, breathing new life back into these homes and making them beautiful when they're falling down disasters. And she, so it's half hobby, half job. Less math, more art. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. So anyway, that's how you deal with these guys. Um, like I said, hit them all three ways. Let them know it's there's a serious time constraint because there is, because we all know it's undervalued. Somebody's going to grab it. I want to let you know about it. If you're serious, let me know. And usually, like I was starting to say, they only want to get eyes on it. Then I, if they're they're going to go right now, look it up. As soon as they can get to their desk or pull over, they're looking it up, seeing if they're interested. They're looking at the price going, oh, oh, Jill does have something good. And then, there, and the next, then the next one is, I have, I need to get my uh, my general contractor and my partner over there. Can they come between two and three o'clock? Heck yeah, that's how it's going to go. They're going to walk in, and usually that night or the next morning, if they love it, you're going to get an offer, and that's it. So these are my favorite. This is why I love House Academy, by the way. It's the coolest thing because we know we knew going into it that this is a. By the way. We knew going into this, it's a hot market anyway, or yeah. we wouldn't send out mail. That's what I was going to say. So, we know what's going to happen yeah. when we buy it. These guys are looking for deals, and they don't know yeah. how to get them, and they don't, they don't want to do it. And by the way, it's off-market, and everybody gets excited about off-market. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're doing. Okay, so that's that buyer. And then, so if you, if you have any other questions, ask me. No, I just, I, you know, the, to profile the people who buy houses that are either they're either landlords or they're renovators. And so this is not a huge, big internet market to advertise on. It's a closed, tiny little market 
of maybe 50 to in a huge market, it might be 100 people. It's probably 25 people that you need to get their names before you even start sending acquisition mailers out. It's so easy to get a tiny little database of people where you know what's going to happen once you buy that house. Well, and another way we've talked about a long time ago was say you're brand new in a market and you've never done the zip code before. You don't know these guys. So you did your best to find them online with the dumpsters, see who's who's pulled permits in the area, all the things that, that we've covered. You could also have a quick open house. Just um, you, you closed on it. You own it on Friday, have it on Saturday. Not kidding. And investor special, get these guys in there and that's how you'll meet. You'll meet 10 to 20 guys real quick by doing a little open house and then that's your customers. And they won't leave you alone. No, it's great. Do you have one for me this week? Do you have one me for, it's just pretty comical. Right. Now the second type of customer that you will come across, a, a potential buyer with houses, of course, um, is the retail buyer and or their agent. And those, how do I describe those? <laughs> More nicely than I will. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Those are going to be a little bit longer, and this is this is what happens with those. It's every now and then we'll have a falling down place, and somebody comes in. I mean, we've had some. You never know, by the way. You, you can never assume you know who's going to buy it because you will be eating your words at some point. It happens. We had a falling down place. We were going to subdivide the lot. It's like no one had lived there in ten years. Here comes a mom and two kids, and they move in, and I'm like. What the heck? We I, had didn't, a deal like that. I didn't think it was inhabitable, but they yeah. they bought it and moved in. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, God, what that, that fridge had to go, and you know, I don't. What does it, that tell you? That's hilarious. Never <clears> assume. <throat> that's what that tells me. And you know, one man's trash. I don't know. What did you want to say? It tells me one of two things, and hopefully both. In that case, it's both. It was priced right, True. which means we bought it right. And number two. There's something about the property that made it unique. Uh, in this case, it was on a huge lot. It was yeah, on like four lots. Yeah. Four actual city lots all together. Uh -huh. And the property was incredibly priced on it from a price per square foot standpoint, but it was also falling down. And for whatever reason, and this is a neighbor. She lived like a block away. She was eyeing this thing. And she's, she, uh, she's pr uh, price really mattered to her and the asset really mattered to her. Uh, and the condition of the house didn't matter to her. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Mm -hmm. You can't presuppose what you really people, can't. You just gotta you gotta get it on the market. Right. And with those, so the easy ones we got it. We know how it's gonna go. And then I'll be. I'm just gonna be honest. The retail agent, those transactions. Typically, that happens when you have a property that, gosh, you you had to buy it because it was so undervalued. You really had to buy it but it doesn't need anything. So, because we have experience with this, this is how I know I've had these properties and I'm telling these flippers, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spin it to you. You only need to put $10,000 into it or 5,000, whatever it is, it doesn't need much. And you're ready to put it back on the market. They don't see it for some reason. That Some do, but the majority don't. They walk in and go, I don't know what to do with this because that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So we have said, all right, fine. They we're just you know I'm no, I don't want to wait so we've done the few little fixes that it needs I got you know a new fridge if it needed it I got a I got the carpet clean I repainted it and did the yard work because traditionally that's all it needed and just put it back out there. Plus you're handing them the mm -hmm. inspection report that you did when you bought it. Right. 
So if a buyer is really asking a lot of questions, just kick them to the curb. They should. What this is what should happen. A buyer should say, "Wow, this price per square foot that you're selling this house for is like twenty or thirty percent below every other pro- house that I looked at in this zip code. I'm going to buy it now." Mm-hmm. And that should be your whole experience with the buyer. Right. So these buyers I was talking about the retail and the agents. Just be ready for it. They're going to need to see it three times. They're going to bring their kids. You're going to pay a commission. Uh, it's just going to be sometimes a little bit longer transaction because there's often financing going on. Now you got a bank involved. One of the beautiful things is when you're doing the wholesale thing to these buyers, those buyers who are you know have 18 dumpsters, they got the cash. They're ready to move on it. They want to close in one day too. So thank you. The retail guys are like, well, now I gotta, um, I gotta go with my bank, and then you know, again, thank goodness we I already have the inspection. Exactly, I want the kids to see it. Whatever it is, uh, that kind of a thing. So, and how you, how do you deal with those guys? Just, just uh, be patient is really all I can say. And the same thing is, um, open it up, have a lockbox, let the agent show it sixteen times, and. You're, those transactions, though, they are going to take more time, and you're going to have to follow them and stay up with them. But you'll get them done. Does that sound good? Did you anything you want to add? No. All right. You covered it. You're the <laughs> expert at that. Happy you could join us today. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can find us over on the Land Academy Show. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're right here on the House Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called Comparing RealQuest, Title Pro, and Data Tree data sources. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. This is such, that was such an important topic and you covered it perfectly. Um, It's, you know, when somebody, when somebody calls Jill and says, I want to, I'm really interested in buying this house. Uh, It's only been on the market a couple days. You know, how she responds to it, probably eight times out of 10, and the first few things that she says, which is really what this topic is about, will make or break the deal. And because Jill's so enthusiastic, I just had this conversation with somebody. Whatever you're selling, I don't care if it's real estate or anything, or whatever you're, whoever you're dealing with, like uh, if you're a cashier, I don't, or your your children, your people around you are only going to be as happy or as enthusiastic as you are. So she turns on a charm. Or she'll tell a story. I usually, when I, what I usually tell people is try to remember what made you buy the property itself. There's something that triggered it for you. Like the one that we talked about was huge lot. You know, it's often, often it's price, but there's usually a little something more in there that triggered it, like up and coming area, you know, or even just the days on the market. Like we know, we, we know. So, I'm trying to piggyback on what you said and, and confirm what you said. We buy like a it. lot of real estate because yeah. I'm on the acquisition side from grumpy, angry old men <laughs> who are unenthusiastic about anything and done with life. And and for whatever reason, whenever, whenever they bought the property, uh, which in most cases is a lot of years ago, it just never got used the way that they thought it would be. They brought it at, as a little dreamy cabin spot or whatever. So they're just unhappy, which I love. Because that lack of enthusiasm and that curmudgeon thing, I'm just looking at the price per square foot or the price per square acre if it's land. I don't care if the guy, I don't care what he says. I don't care because I know once we get it and package it all up and spit polish it and send it to Jill's team, 
it's going to be a happy piece of real estate. Thank you. The House Academy Show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listeners. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We're We're Stephen Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.